This is a Rooster Teeth production. Just heads up, since this is like part two of the finale, there's no bartender intro. Okay. I refuse for that to happen. <laughs> All right, uh, John, go. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome in to the Shinky Dragon. Sit down and take a sip on our latest sarsaparilla-inspired libation. Libation. <laughs> it's, it's a mixture uh, of gin and tonic. And <laughs> alliteration, alliteration, alliteration. Needs more alliteration. Lots of alliteration. <laughs> As the battle wages, you feel a soothing warmth pour over your bodies and you see the morning sun peeking over the horizon. And suddenly the red mist, blue clouds and black shadows stop pouring from the archways. You see the black gem fully crystallize above the dais. And Tropas begins chanting. And Tropas remaining armor and diagems clatter to the ground, save for his crimson crown. The black and tropearl flings straight into the center of his crowd, and you feel the wind violently pick up around Entropa. Faster and faster, the gale swirls around him, growing taller, cloudier, and more crimson with every second. Within moments, Entropa has grown into a torrential tornado reaching high into the phase and sky. The once golden sun is blotted out, the sky turns ashen gray. You slowly feel power drain from your bodies, and at the same time, all around you, the grass, your clothes, even your skin fades and dulls with color and vitality. Two bloodshot eyes emerge from the cyclone, followed by a crooked smile. <laughs> you fools! I was there at the birth of magic. Now I will be its death. Everyone needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh. Am I still a dragon? A dragon. Um, you, well, you grew dragon bits, right? Yes. I. Well, it was a spell that I cast. Yeah. It's like you're. Uh, I, sorry, just to clarify, you didn't turn into a full, you know, big old dragon. But I think you got dragon. Draconic transformation. Maybe you did. Did you turn into just yeah, full I on dragon? I have featured. Yeah. Dra- oh, okay. Draconic features. I couldn't tell if it was the ones that's like you just get like the tail and wings. Yeah. But you're so you are a dragon. So yeah, good yes. question. I am still a dragon. Yes. Excellent. All right. Asterisk. We're going to deal with that. Interesting. Dexterity and you said dexterity saving throw. saving throw. 14. It's good sounds from Kyborg. No, it's I, good rolled, sounds. I rolled an 11, but I have a lucky, but I'm not sure if it's worth it or not. I rolled a 15. I don't think that's good enough. I feel like it's got to be like a 20. Did mine not pass. happen? No. Yeah, yours is just blank. Yeah, I rolled and then hit the button to look at uh, rolls, and it went like, your thing screwed up. All right, I'm going to roll again. Oh, cool. I'm glad that I'm sure that last one was just a nat 20. That's a four. <laughs> so we have, it looks like an 11 from Kyborg, a 14 from Gum Gum, a 15 from Bart, and a four from Mud. So no good rolls. I don't think nice. any of us did a save. Nice knowing you guys. Yeah. No lucky? No nothing? Mud puts it, his hands in the air and just goes, wee! And you wave them like he just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> just ready to be taken away it's, by these winds. It's like when you're at a theme park and you see that wave of water coming down that's, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just like, here we go. And Gum Gum's here too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all four of you lose your footing uh, as the strong winds pummel you, and you're pulled up into the end tornado, end tornado, uh, and you're flung <laughs> the around. The latest from Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can go for some Taco Bell right now. 
We should, we should get that as a reward after this episode. Uh, let's go get some Taco Bell after we're done recording. Yeah, okay. Let's get that for lunch. I want a steak quesadilla. And you're, uh, you say, yeah, blah, 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 you lose your footing and you're pulled up uh, and thrown in a random Mike is direction. Over here with his hand in his head. He has cr- tried to craft a, a meaningful and emotional finale. And we're like, Taco Bell. He was writing it. He was writing it. He's like, Got him. Got him. If it helps, it didn't make me want Taco Bell. Everything makes me want Taco Bell. Serious people, go listen to Critical Role. We're goofballs here. All right, in Tornado, we all get lifted up. Yeah, and you're flung into. Uh, various directions and you're swirling around in the internado. Each of you is in a different corner, not terribly close to each other. Each of you is in a different corner. The way he said that is really funny. <laughs> and uh, you hear a voice. We don't have much time, my son. Entropa is training the magic from all of Phaser. You and your friends must be quick and retrieve all of the diagems at once. Everyone make a perception check. This is very much like ending of never-ending story vibes. Mm. A 27 for Bart. A very misleading title. (laughs) What am I doing? Perception? Perception Perception check. check. Not gonna lie, that messed me up as a kid when the horse. Dark ending. The horse gets stuck in the mud, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my god!" It's a wonderfully dark yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, I remember being a kid, just screaming at like, the screens, like, "Just name her! <laughs> name her!" Twenty, three, sixteen. These are all. Uh, this is more like it. This is uh, about what I expect. Low for mud, though. Mm. Gum gum. Yeah. The deafening <laughs> howl of the tornado and its swirling debris are making it difficult for you to hear or see your surroundings. I can smell though. You can smell. <laughs> But uh, it doesn't smell very good. Yuck. (laughs) Mud. Two shimmering colors catch your eye flying around inside of the tornado's vortex. Uh, They're diagems. You think you see the orange and the yellow, and as you're looking at them, you see the green and the blue flash by as well. Just sing that song from Joseph May's Technicolor Dreamcoat at this point. <laughs> we, we already have one, right? We've Correct. Got, we got one last time. You have the uh, the yeah. red one the that red Gum one. Gum has. Yeah. yeah. You got Gum it. Gum Five musical theater nerds got that joke I just played. I, got you. I know no one here got it. Might I got, be Micah. I got, I got you. I okay. know. Okay. Red and yes. yeah, 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 yeah. green and blue. Validate me, Gus. Uh, <laughs> Bart and Kyborg, you two are the only two that catch a glimpse of the final indigo diagem as well. Okay. Um, and swirling around in the tornado. Yeah, all of you and all of this is all like swirling around inside of the tornado. Everything's swirling around in a clockwise fashion right now. Could we try to grab it? Like swim towards it? Yeah, yeah we're going to go ahead and maintain the initiative order okay. that we had. I saved it from, uh, from Ooh, our last recording. Look at oh. you. Also, are you on purpose saying tornado or is that just how you say tornado? That's just how we say it. Okay. <laughs> tornado? How do you say Tor- it? Tornado. Tor- yeah, tornado. Tor- yeah. I've lived in Texas my entire oh, yeah, okay. life. That's fair enough. That there's that's, a twi- that's an in-twister. I, just, <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a T-Rex tornado. kind of thing. No, no, or... no. Tornado, tornado, and tornado, and tornado. How would you say that? Well, and tornado does sound like sounds like the yeah. <laughs> It's in tornado and now. tornado. It's a fire or, uh, coffee drink. I grew up in South Texas. Also, as a correction, I said five musical theaters. I'm realizing we're talking to D&D kids, so oh, all of them. Some more overlap. Yeah. them. I got it. Okay, Mud. Yeah. We'll go ahead and restart this initiative order that we had. We'll start from the top here. Mud, you were first. You're just swirling around. Uh, you remember, you know, that scene at the beginning of Wizard of Oz where Dorothy goes to the window and looks outside and everything's just kind of swirling around? Yes, I, you didn't yeah. have to give a description of what it was. We have a lot of younger <laughs> listeners. They may <laughs> not so know. Wizard of Oz is this movie Oz? that came out starring Barbara Streisand. Um, <laughs> John's, in, John's in a funny mood today. I, uh, I'm upset 
that I have to go first because we're all we've just been given all of this uh, new information and everyone else gets to spend some time figuring out their moves. Well, we just and gotta hold. We gotta collect the the die gems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know. I'm trying to figure out like, do I have anything that would be really cool? Actually, I think I do have something. So I'll, I'll lay it out specifically for you. I've been kind of vague in positioning just because I had to see where the perception checks roll and everything. If you had to like give a frame of reference to all of it, Mud, you're kind of like, you see the orange diagem not too far away from you. It's probably 30 feet to the northeast from where you are currently. Okay. And you're telling me that to help me in what way? If you said you were looking for diagems. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the closest one okay. I can point out. Dude, I told you he's in a mood. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to be honest. I was trying to read a description of a spell I was uh, <laughs> trying to look for. I was trying to multitask with you telling me important information. Okay. Then the orange diagem is 30 feet away from you. Thank yes, you. To the um, northeast. Then I think what would just be the easiest thing since we're flying is to mm, uh, flan. <laughs> That sound good too. They don't so flan Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> they don't so Taco Bell. They need to sponsor this episode. Um, I'm just going to. Uh, oh, actually, no. I'll do this. Oh, perfect timing. I'm going to help everybody. I'm going to give you all a little bit of help. Uh, although I don't really need to do it to Bart. Um, I can I'm also. I'm also flying too. Oh, because you have wings. Yeah. What the heck? Well, then, then, then that's even easier. I cast Polymorph on Kyborg. Turn me into something cool. Yeah. With hands, preferably. Wait, do I have a spell slot for polymorph? So he can With grab things. <laughs> you know, some things don't have the most dexterous. Oh, I see what you're saying. So not a not a tabulian. Or like, yeah, yeah. No, you got wings, but no ants. Or like a chicken, <laughs> you know. I just, just cast to turn Kyborg into a. I'll, I'll turn you into a bin chicken. Remember those? <laughs> yeah, like a turkey. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so the spell transforms a creature you can see within range to a new form. Um, but I think it's limited to a beast who's equal to the target's uh, level in challenge rating. So that would mean I do have a tab open of all the beasts. So I can pick the best big, um, probably like a Quetzal. There's, there's, like a, there's like a big old dinosaur flyer. Like a Quetzalcoatl? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Hold on. I can find you something cool. So right I'm level now. 16, so it's something that's like. Well, the beasts don't go up that high, unfortunately. Giant crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually, I could actually turn him into um, like a killer whale. <laughs> I want to see a free Willy recreation with Gum Gum going, yeah! Whale cyborg just kind of floating over. And I'm trying to talk to him, going, hello, cyborg. It's like free Willy meets uh, a twister. I'm trying to find the biggest thing that can fly on here. Why does it need to be big? Well, uh, sorry, like the the the, the cool, the, like just because it would give him a lot of HP and that uh, kind of thing. Uh, and a cool factor. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. make him cool. Giant bat. Uh, yeah, I'll tell him, I'll turn him into Quetzalcoatlus. And and for people who don't know what that those uh, things are, it's yeah, like an archer for, for people who don't Pokemon. know. To <laughs> further not helping. You so, for people not in this room. Uh, imagine. Don't know what it is. Uh, imagine. Imagine one of the Skeksis being able to be big and fly almost. This it's is like, like a, it's this like Mayan a, thing? A, a feathered serpent thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Does it have hands? Uh, yeah, Rayquaza. That's what it is. Rayquaza. Rayquaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Emer Emerald? Emerald. But yeah. does it have hands? I don't think so. I got a big old mouth. I think I just turned just into like one of the, character. the flying serpents that we... Uh, we're friends with basically a, a Tabulian, which a we tabulian, said would be yeah. funny because yeah. <laughs> well they look kind of like pterodactyls that can walk around on their wings mm. so i did that to him and then i will use a bonus action do me a favor 
Make me an arcana check. Oh, it's not going to work because she took all the magic. Magic. Oh, no. He's just up there. all that time for nothing. He's in his tornado singing. I've got the magic. Um, I need to roll an arcana check. Correct. Good news. I'm not good at arcana. Plus one. Ooh. I got, a, I got an at 20. Oh, curses. Yeah. <laughs> I was over here in DM chat. Be like, yeah, I'm just going to let him waste his time. This isn't going to work. Oh, because Gary, there's going to be rolls for ro- doing magic. I'm sure all of us will have to do that for sp- any sort of spell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you try to focus your magical energy and it feels different. Like normally magic just kind of flows out when you try to focus and, uh, and conjure it. But this time it's like it doesn't focus and you have to really concentrate and pull every little bit of your might into it. And you're able to refocus magical energies and get your polymorph spell off and convert Kyborg into a Quetzalcoatlus. Transform. What did I say? Convert. 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 Transform. <laughs> I see the light, the Lord Quetzal. I'm <laughs> uh, going to the Wetzel Pretzel. Uh. So <laughs> it's our temple, Most, our holy place. That should help you. You've got a fly speed of 80 feet. <laughs> Um, that would sound yeah, but that's apparently. I mean, no, no one's ever heard one, so let's just say that's what it does. Micah's gonna modulate it to sound even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> make it tiny. Make it tiny. Really Big question. Just make it sound like Blaine's in like five rooms away from us. <laughs> What's the opposite of auto tune? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> since I can't turn into whatever I want because that's not how that works, I will use my bonus action though to wild shape into. If you're gonna let me, we'll do it just a, a, a giant bat. Okay. You've kind of taken a wild shape for granted. It's just always there for you, but it seems to be acting weird. It's kind of ghosting you right now. Make an arcana check to see if it answers. <laughs> New phone, who this? <laughs> hey, Wild Shape, you there? <laughs> wild Shape, you, you up? up? You up? <laughs> oh, I almost rolled that 20 twice. Uh, 15. Oh, okay. And this one's a little more difficult. It's really hard to focus your Wild Shape, but you do manage to get enough arcane energy together in order to turn into a whale. your Wild Shape. <laughs> uh, okay, so then I turn into a giant bat. And I, I suppose I, I fly to that, because uh, I have movement action still. Mm-hmm. I fly to the orange one. Yeah, it's very difficult moving just because the swirling winds are really pushing you around. You yeah. have to apply some crosswind correction in there to get where you want to go. What is your flying movement speed as a bat? What is the unladen airspeed? <laughs> unladen airspeed. Um, giant bat, 60 feet fly speed. Oh, okay. Nice. Ain't no Quetzalcoatlus, but it'll do. Yeah, you have enough movement to get to the orange diagem. It's very difficult. You have to kind of, the winds are swirling about in a clockwise manner. So even though it's kind of, you know, in one direction, you kind of have to fly into the wind to mm-hmm. to make it as it pushes you across over to the orange diagem. And yeah, I mean, you have enough movement to be able to make it there. It's kind of lodged into part of a tree trunk. In the sky? Yeah. Remember the Wizard of Oz when Dorothy goes to the windows and looks out and everything's all swirling around? (laughs) It's like that. Okay. The wind has almost like picked it up and buried it into partially into a uh, a tree trunk. My Mm. question is, I've already done action, bonus action. I can't grab it out of this tree. I'm going to say no uh, based on everything that you've done. Can I grab onto the tree at least? Can I like, can I, can I at least like uh, hold on to this so I cannot, it doesn't like fly away from me? Yeah, sure. Why not? Or just just imagine a giant bat just flying right at it and then just hugging it as it collides. Uh, yeah, sure. 
So I'm not even using any action. It's just me going wham. <laughs> are you grabbing it or are you flying like straight into oh, no, it? There's a, there's a bat wrapped around this tree right now. <laughs> Bats do do that. Like wings, yeah. No, with my wings. Yeah. Yeah, make a... It's a tree hugger. Let's just call it a dex check. <laughs> nice. Dex check. Meet the dex checks. Da, na, 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 na. That's a seven. That's not gonna be a good dex check, no, is no. it? Yeah, you uh, you don't quite stick the landing. Uh, <laughs> you come in, and maybe just just because of all the variables, everything flying around, you're not quite able to grab onto the tree. You're in the area. You're close to it, but okay. uh, you're not huddled up on it. Okay. Turn over. All right. That means it's Gum Gum's turn. Then after Gum Gum is someone else's turn, and then Bart. So I didn't see where anything was. <laughs> right. The tornado. What do you mean? Any of the oh. diagems for it, right? Correct. I want to grab my sack of uh, uh, boom, 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 ba, boom, boom. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> my sack like of boom, pieces ba, of your boom. broken wand. Yeah, and, and okay. some of the poop. Uh, and I want to toss it, like let it go, so that all the dust and poop flies through it. Because that's yeah, great. Because we're all flying around wait, wait, wait. in this tornado. <laughs> yes. I'm throwing cat litter. But it also is drawn dust to magic. make us roll checks <laughs> to see if we get hit by. Poop. It's drawn to magic. Disease. It sucked to magic, so all the dust and stuff would be drawn to the diagems, right? Maybe? Like the little things they threw up in Twister to make us so they could track the, uh... Oh, the Pepsi cans. It yeah. Maybe. Can I try that? Only if you sing Dust in the Wind for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we'll say you open up your sack of Boomba Boom Boom and let it go, uh, so it begins flying all around the Internado, Internado, whatever. Um, <laughs> we've got you self-conscious. I love it. Show me Boom Boom. Boomba, I close my eyes. Thank you for a moment. And the moment's gone. There it is. I was waiting for it. Uh, make a uh, gum gum. Make an Arcana check for your uh, no inspiration boom, boom, dice. Boom. No inspiration dice. He already has one. Do I? No, I don't. Oh no. Yeah. Give, give, you. give yourself one, Kyborg. Yeah. Oh wow. It's been a while since we've been given inspiration. I thought that deserved one. Yeah, that does. I thought yeah. I thought you had. That's a four. Ooh, you have a minus three on your Arcana. But I would imagine the Boomba poop has nothing to do with me. Yeah, but it's still a seven. It's still your, yeah. it's still your action. And tornado. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, you keep switching the R and the O. <laughs> <laughs> was, wait, has he been saying wrong this entire time? Entronado. Entronado. Oh. I love it. You've not only been saying <laughs> tornado weird, you've been saying the made up word Micah did wrong. Entronado. Entronado. I'll do pickups on all no, you are not. Then <laughs> we'd be talking about Taco Bell randomly. This is yeah. a gift to our audience. Um, Gum Gum, you open up your uh, bag of Boomba Boom Boom, and because of the way that the wind is just swirling everything around, all of the pieces go up into the air, begin swirling, then immediately go into your mouth. <laughs> Boomba is giving me his power. I think you mean. <laughs> Can I spit it back out? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's all wet, though. Ew. Hate so, this. So none of it got caught up in the tornado? No, no. Oh, man. I thought that was a good idea. It was a good idea. And then a bad roll. All right. Um, That's D&D. Idea plus then roll. Can I try something else? Yeah. No. Can I try? <laughs> Just kidding. Mm, show me the magic. Oh, the tech magic. Yeah. Let's see here. What gives you that? What, yeah, what gives you what the right gives? to detect magic? I'll read it if you want. Magic awareness. As an action, you can open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. Till the end of your turn, you know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn what magic school it belongs to. Okay. You close your eyes and you say that 
famous catchphrase, show me the magic. <laughs> and uh, what's the range? Like 30 foot range 60 on it? 60 feet. Oh, 60 foot. Sorry. You know, you're more than 60 feet away from your party. So the only magic you really sense is everything on you. But you do sense something else as well. <gasps> Position wise, hard to say because everything's kind of flowing around. Position wise, you're like a direct opposite from mud. Like mud's all the way across mm-hmm. diagonal from you. But in that direction, kind of towards the southwest, maybe 15, 20 feet away from you, you sense magic. You sense a diagem. Okay. Can I try and, because I'm still got my wings from my celestial revelation. Can I 180 in the air and fly towards it? Why has he got a 180? Yeah, why you got a 180? Well, like, turn, go up that way, like backwards. Because oh, you said it was behind me. It's like 90. Oh, oh. Did I say it was behind you? It's just kind of like opposite, like okay. diagonal uh, well, towards mud. The 90. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say turn in the direction yes. of the turn. Yeah, I was trying to make it. I was trying, <laughs> trying to do a fun dramatic. spin move. Yeah. He wanted to impress us with his man. I like how in Chris's mind, this is one of those like uh, skydiving simulator oh, things yeah. where he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your movement speed with those wings? Flying speed equal to my walking speed, which oh, is 40, 40 feet. Yeah. You're able to make it there. Uh, how precise is your show me the magic? Because when you get there to the area where the, you can sense the magic from, there's a lot of rubble and rocks. So how precise is this detection? Is it not the thing that makes it glow? Yeah, it's like, oh, to me, it okay. like, it's like glowing. Open your awareness to presence of concentrated magic. It's, okay. like, it's like Assassin's Creed, yeah. like a little scene. I know, like it, it I know the location it. of it within 60 feet. Or your hitman vision. Yeah, so you come up to a pile of loose stones and rocks that are all kind of swirling around. And in there, in the middle of it, is the green emerald diagem. Oh. And I go, catch. <laughs> All right, make a catch. <laughs> make you a tell yourself to, check. to catch. I cast catch. I cast papa. You're playing catch with your dad. Sixteen. <laughs> 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 uh, Okay, yeah, you're able to uh, pluck it out from within the rocks, and it is now in your hand. Can I stick it in the crown? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Micah. Sound design taken care of. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Do you want a pneumatic sound? There you go. I got one. That one's mine. Okay. <laughs> so you did get it? Yeah. I don't suppose I see any more oh, now. Yeah, make sure you add it to your inventory. Okay. He's got a Christmas crown. He's got the red and green jewels. It's the green one. Oh, that's one. right. He's doing, got to catch them all. How far away was it? And do I have any? It was about 20 feet away. So you got another 20 feet of movement. Do I see, now do I see any others? Now that I've moved 20 feet. Loading. <laughs> Our D&D is on a dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, Barbara. That was great. <laughs> yes. Kind of to the south of you, there's another one. There's like uh, a big clump of dirt, almost like it was uh, just shoveled up from the ground uh, and it's now floating around in the air and you sense that there is another little bit of magic over there. How many feet away do you it's see? About, this one's about 50 feet away. Okay. But, asterisk, it's in the direction the wind is currently whipping around, mm-hmm. so the wind could help push you there. Oh. So even though it's 50 feet away, you can't get all the way there, but you can get most of the way there because you're, you're being pushed along and assisted by the wind. And then like, uh, like swim, like, and then go make myself gum gum aerodynamic and like give yourself some wind resistance yeah. to stop. Yeah, you, you get within about, mm, let's call it within about 10 feet of it. Okay. Dude, what over here? What? <laughs> <laughs> If anyone yeah. would be able to hear you, it would be Bart because he's closest at this point to that. And because of our connection, right? 
because we're just such great friends. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's yeah. actually what I meant to say. Thank it's you. like how it's uh, a regional dialect. <laughs> I, it just sounded different to you. Like it's you know how like uh, some people claim that mothers can are, are uh, evolved to hear the cries of their children better. That's what Bart is. Bart or like is twins a, could read yeah, each other's Bart, memory. Bart mm-hmm. is evolved to hear the cries of Gum Gum more. <laughs> yeah, I could lift a car if he's trapped under it. <laughs> Especially when I got wings. <laughs> Uh, so that's, that's is that, is that it for you, yeah, Gum Gum? I assume that's, I, 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 yeah. Does he get there? Does he get the gem? No, he's uh, about Almost. 10 feet away from okay. it. And that's which which gem? I didn't say, but it is a, a blue one. Blue. So Not indigo? The indigo one is the one that you and I are the Correct. ones that blue. can see. Yeah. So that takes care of ruby and emerald are down. And then we, he's got eyes on sapphire, I'm okay. assuming. Yeah, I got eyes on orange. And then he's got orange, and then you and I got an indigo. How many total are there? Six? <laughs> Five. Five? Six. 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 Yeah. So it's Kyborg? Uh, well, no. Mm-mm. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's a, the, a, the unknown. Entronado. It's Entronado. No. Entronado. <laughs> I will never hear it. No, that's the wrong way. Now with the new Mountain Dew flavor. Baja Blast. <laughs> Entropearl. <laughs> Entropearl-nado. Okay. Oh, y'all are kind of really far from each other, except for Bart and Gum Gum. How far apart are you two? Eh, y'all are still very spread out. I don't like that. Okay, uh, in that case... Hard to do AOE stuff. Exactly. Uh, remember that time I learned what AOE meant? This is good. So this do is I. A day of growth. <laughs> and I kept saying AEW. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling. Yeah. Gum Gum, you notice that the sky above you seems to get particularly dark. And you look up and you notice scorching stars of black fire plummeting from the sky down towards you. Make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That's a 20. Ooh. Why do do I target you? You're good at this. Mm -hmm. You see these stars of black fire come down and land all around you, creating like a sphere of darkness. But with your wings and your newfound mobility, you're able to deftly dodge. Dodge, dodge, <laughs> um, all around them. Uh, well, it's and- his dad. He's dodging, so it's a dodge. He's dead. Gus is just flubbing today. It's because you didn't start off with a little. You didn't warm up you with didn't your warm bartender. Up with your bartender, that's what happened. <laughs> uh, you still do take a little bit of damage, however. Oh, just a little bit, just a tiny, tiny little bit. It's like, I'm, I don't know if I should even bother rolling. It's going to be big. It's going to be huge. He's pushing. Oh, <laughs> I can see you pushing on your trackpad like 20 times, you little turd. <laughs> All the dice are still rolling. Yeah, that's what he's waiting for. You take half because you saved. So you take 30 points of necrotic damage. Oh, are you dead resistant? I'm resistant to necrotic damage. Why are you resistant to necrotic damage? So you take 15 points of necrotic damage. You want to push your buttons a few more times to make you feel better? You're you're next. (laughs) Guess who's next? Yeah. (laughs) He'll he'll try to murder me anyways. I might as well get some jabs in. Gus rolls a d6. One through five is mud. Yeah. (laughs) Six is anyone else. (laughs) Bring it. On top of that, the impact of that gives you a little more damage. Again, just a smidge more. A little bit of bludgeoning damage. From what? <laughs> He's just like tapping yeah. the button again. I, he is. I'm watching him. <laughs> you're also touching it like you're some aged senior who's never used a laptop. Oh, man. <laughs> Which are interesting. Uh, so that's another 30 points of bludgeoning damage just from the force. Okay, but I'm also raging, so it's half that. Yeah, so 15. Great job, guys. I hate you, gum gum. <laughs> That would have been 120 damage. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. We had rounded down. It would have been 122 because it was two different rolls of 61. Oh, my God. I see why there might be a party wipe. The storm rages and you can start to see electricity and lightning crackle. 
and it coalesces and arcs over straight towards mud. <laughs> Make a dexterity saving throw. Oh. I have one already. That's all I care. <laughs> uh, I made God bleed. Yeah. <laughs> That's only a 10. Ooh. You don't have anything that could reroll? Uh, might. I don't know. No. I don't think so. I don't think I have any. I think I was looking at, I could have been lucky, but I was like, I won't be lucky. Fool. Uh, nope. That's me. Okay. The lightning impacts you doing... Oops. Nope, that's too many. Just tapped it 11 times. I just counted. Oh, you didn't, you counted wrong. Wait for it to load. You can see it. It's in the combat log. I, I have a phone. Oh. <laughs> the smallest phone of anyone in the office. I'm doing 62 <laughs> points of lightning damage. Okay. Are you okay? Here, guys. What's 62 minus 25? Uh, 37. There we go. So I, I was a giant bat. I'm now no longer a giant bat. <laughs> and I take... Uh, Shocking. Uh, <laughs> 35. But that, Chris loved that. Chris <laughs> loved that. So we're here for. 35. Uh, uh, what kind of damage was it? Light, uh, lightning. <laughs> Why is everyone talking so far? You're goofy today. Oh, we just had that, you know, little stroke. All of us, that group stroke. Are we all dead? <laughs> I uh, yeah, I guess I take all that damage. After impacting you, the lightning arcs off of you. Uh-oh. Chain lightning. Yeah, it jumps over to the tree trunk that you were trying to grab onto before mm -hmm. and impacts it, splintering it into uh, thousands of small wooden splinters. Okay. Freeing the diagem, so it's also floating around. Oh, because oh, it's embedded. Right. Convenient. Thank you, lightning. This guy felt a little bad. He felt a little bad. No, I don't think so. Mm, nah. <laughs> Evens. Odds. Oh, God. No. You, you pointed to Kyborg yeah. and Bart. Odd. So Bart. A Bart above you, storm clouds coalesce. It begins raining. Bart pops out an umbrella. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice little drizzle of acid rain. Ah! <laughs> Salutations to all you Stinky supporters. We hope you're enjoying part two of the Infidelity so far. If so, you're going to want to follow us at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok to stay up to date with all of our noxious news. Make sure you tune in next week to the show when we go behind the tales, look at the whole infinite tale with the entire cast and crew. Might even be a few teasers about the next tale because this is not the end of the show. We will be diving right into our next full-length campaign with the original cast and crew. Acid rain. Uh, make a dexterity saving throw, Bart. Man. Was that supposed to be a chocolate rain? <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, 25. Oh. oh, beautiful. Well, the drops of acid rain are starting to fall all around you, but you're doing your best to dodge them so you don't take full damage. It's like a like a training montage. Like, can you dodge the rain? The rain. <laughs> you take acid rain. Acid rain. Oh, he's really giving that mouse a go. It's mm. a lot. Oh, God. 18 d Forty-six, but you save, so you take twenty-three points of damage. Acid damage. Bart, are you okay? that away. Yeah, I'm okay. Where's Padme? Is she safe? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what that was. It's like one of the first things Vader says when he wakes up. Just... Yeah, but he got he's lava. Then he says, "No." no! <laughs> it should have been more of a like a two-face reference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna be it for the Entronado. There you go. I did it. Yeah, uh, Bart, you're up. And after Bart is Kyborg. Okay, I'm still a dragon, correct? 
uh, you took some damage, so you t- you need to actually make the concentration check for your dragon form. Dragon form. What yeah. would that be? It's a uh, it's constitution. Oh, wait, it's, I don't it's have not a constitution. It's what do you roll? Constitution. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, it's under. No, constitution uh, is not concentration. I don't think. No. Isn't that what you roll for? You roll a d20, and the DC is, I think it's DC 10 plus the amount of damage you took. So I just roll a d20? So roll a d20, and we'll we'll see where we go from there. That seems high. Yeah. She's going to have to roll a Uh, 40. (laughs) I'm going to do a lucky on that. Is it just a concentration check? You take damage while concentrating on a spell. You must perform a concentration check to see if you can maintain it. A concentration check is a constitution saving throw where the DC is equal to 10 or half the damage you take, whichever is greater. Okay, well, I rolled a nat 20. Yeah, and then so you took 20, what did we say, 22 points of damage? I did. It was 23. Oh, that's right. You took 23 points of damage. Half of that would be 11 11 or 12. You rolled a 20. You made it. So your concentration maintains. Yeah, and Ben's right. On a nat 20, you should just get it regardless. Okay. Okay, so I'm still a dragon. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now I would like to know what diagems I see and how far away they are from me. Oh, what did I tell you? You had a really good perception I, yeah, check earlier. We, I saw the you indigo saw. one with Kyborg. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, you can account for just about all of them. Just a little bit kind of to the north from where you are, you see Gum Gum closing in on the blue diagem. A little further west from you, out by where there was a tree trunk, you see mud and the orange diagem in that direction. Okay. And those are approximately how many feet? The blue one, we'll call that about 45 feet away. Okay. I think that was your sapphire plectrum. The orange one's about 90 feet away to the west. That's where mud is. Yep. The indigo one is almost like in the center of this swirling entronado. I'm gonna get Can right. I get my internado on corn tortilla instead of flour? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to watch my figure. <laughs> get in a bowl. <laughs> that one's probably about 75 feet away in the center of everything. So uh, what direction from? Uh, northwest, roughly. And then that leaves the yellow one, which is the furthest away from you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Micah just said extra diagem sauce. <laughs> The yellow one's like past the center, like diagonal opposite end of the entronado from you, probably 110 feet away. Okay. And that's yellow? Yeah. Um, where's Kyborg in relation to me? He's over there, on, like past the yellow one. Oh, so he's, he's okay. He's like opposite from where you are. How much of Bart's action time is Bart uh, drawing a diagram of all this? <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. I'm not making fun of it at all, but I just like think like like in story, Bart's just like pulled out like pen and paper. He's like, all right, so the yellow one's over there. And- just doing yeah. some quick ma- napkin math. So, so Kyberg's closer to the indigo one than I am. You both are about the same. Equidistant? Yeah, roughly. Okay. Because the indigo one's kind of roughly in the center of everything. Right. So if I I'm trying to figure out what to do here. You do have double double movement as an option, just just a reminder. Yeah, I'm just trying to, because I, I could reach the blue one with my speed. I didn't clarify this for mm-hmm. you, but, but I should. Just like Gum Gum was able to get extra movement and pushed in the direction of the wind, that could happen to you too. Okay. So if you're moving with the wind, it helps push you a little further than you can normally move. But if you're moving against the wind, it's going to slow you down. And if you break some wind, extra that distance, helps. that helps. Speaking of Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go towards the blue diet gem. Cause that's, that's 45 feet away, you said, right? Yes, but it is directly into the wind. Okay. The wind's blowing from that direction What around. about if I went to the indigo one? You would just have the wind pushing you sideways. You wouldn't have necessarily a bonus or anything negative. It might take a little of your movement because you're having to move into the wind. What about the yellow one? 
<laughs> Same thing. Okay. The one that you would get pushed to is the orange one. The orange one. Okay. Which where where mud is. You could try mage handing where the thing is, and it'll fly, and then make well, it. Well, I was I was gonna try to put myself in a place where I could get a die jam, and also use my mage hand to try to grab another one. Mage hand is a concentration spell. Uh, it's a cantrip. I don't think it's concentration. Uh, it would have a no? little C next to it if it did. It it's just not. it does not. No. There you go. Use the force bar. I'll go towards the indigo one. Okay. You thread the needle between gum gum and mud. Do you all wave it, Bart? I, I put out a high five. Okay. Mud. Well, it's not that close, oh. but you, you you can see each other. Hey. Gum <laughs> You make your way towards the center of the vortex. Like everything's swirling around. And yeah, there in the middle, there's like a, a wooden door, your most feared nemesis. No. And floating next to it is the indigo diagem. Could I reach out to grab it? Yeah, make a dex check. Dex check. Oh, 10. You happy with that? No. I think I have one more lucky. Oh, you can you can call that after I tell you whether it's success or failure, I'm guessing right? it's a fail. Yeah. Yeah, that is not. Okay. I'm going to use my last lucky for my dex check. 16. Oh, yeah. Okay. You get close and you reach out to grab it and you become a little frightened by the door <laughs> after, after all of these encounters, but you're able to pluck the diagem out of the air and okay. it's in your inventory. Excellent. Um, and that's the indigo one. Let me add that to my inventory real quick. Okay. It, it, it's what you always suspected, Bart. The entire world's revolving around you right now. <laughs> Just as it should be. It's accurate. I am the sun <laughs> of Omar and Simpson. Uh, how, hey. <laughs> how far is the blue or yellow diagem now the blue one you kind of passed it's like back in the kind of back in the direction you came from but you know angled a bit it's probably about 50 to 60 feet in that direction okay the yellow one's about the same roughly in the opposite direction okay well my mage hand can't reach those just make whatever progress you can at this point but i could do double movement in some directions okay you mean like use your action as movement oh 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 yes yeah yeah could I? Chris, what did you do? You came out here. Yeah, yeah. Just you move. can move again. Yeah. Can I go towards the yellow one? Yeah, absolutely. It's weird. You're starting to grasp it. You can't go straight in the direction you want to go. You kind of have to use the wind. So you end up going out to the west and letting the wind push you around. Like a whirlpool. Uh, in a clockwise fashion. Yeah. Okay. Go towards the yellow. How much move did you have left? Um, you said that was 75, the first one? The yellow one? Let's say it's about. No, uh, well, yeah, you just use your full movement. So yeah, I have, 60 flying I have 60 speed. feet. Oh, yeah, you get pretty close. Okay. But not quite there. I'm just trying to figure out where, mentally where I'm going to put you on the map here. Gotcha. Um, and then does it take anything to drink a healing potion? Is that like a bonus action? I think we determined that rule is if you wanted to use a thing, you get the full advantage. And if you wanted to just have it as like a bonus action, it was. Yeah. You roll it. You roll it. it. Yeah. So you can just roll for it if you want to use it as a bonus action. Or drink it as a bonus action. Yeah. Could I think it's a great rule. For it's 2d4 plus two hit points. That's five. Not plus bad. four, nine. Uh, roll me an arcana check. Okay. Mother f- nine. <laughs> Have the healing potions always tasted like this? Yuck. Uh-oh. Yuck, but still uh, feels good. Like no, yucky cough syrup. No, no. Doesn't work? Mm-mm. Even drinking a potion? Mm-mm. One wow. magic. It's, it's like a, yeah. It's like drinking a flat Coke. So did I just essentially, Coke. Oh, no. I just burnt one of my potions. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Well, I still have three more. That's okay. Well, that's my turn. That's sad. All right, Kyborg. Uh, all right, so I, I am the closest to the yellow of the group. Is that correct? Bart is now closer, but... Bart's turn has passed. Okay. And then Bart just got the blue. Is that the uh, Indigo. Indigo. Gum Gum is closest to the blue. Yes. And then Mud is closest to the orange. Correct. Okay. Which one am I closest to? Yellow. 
Okay. How far? Let's call it 30. 30. And then what's the next closest one from that location? The next closest one would be the orange one down to the south where mud is. And it's, be... it's pretty far and it's against the wind. Uh, so it would be way more movement than you have. Still running against <laughs> the wind. <sighs> okay. I mean, if you wanted to, call me crazy. Okay. How much movement do you have? Apparently I have 80 as a- You have 80? As a Quetzalcoatlus light speed. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, you know, like Pythagorean theorem, like figure out like, okay. You, even though it's furthest, uh -huh. with that much flying movement, if you flew with the wind, you could make it around to the blue diagem way on the opposite end. Where Gum Gum is, right? Oh, uh, where Gum Gum is. If you really wanted to, I could count. You might even be able to make it all the way to the one where mud is. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, let's go for that. Let's go for that. Okay, let me let me do some counting. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can make it to the blue one. You cannot make it to the orange one. It's you're still a little bit short. You can't quite get there. What about there. the yellow one? Uh, the yellow one, I think you're Two. actually closer to. Okay, now. okay. Oh, right, because I flew around. Yeah. Well, although Gum Gum's about to go, is that right? I'm after mud. After you, yeah. Then we go back to uh, mud and then Gum Gum. So in theory, unless uh, John just completely butchers his rolls, he's going to take care of the orange. You're going to take care of the blue. And then does that leave just the yellow? Yeah. Yep. Which is going to be a, a ways because we still are after that. Do you want me to just go ahead and go take care it. of it? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to head for the yellow. Okay. And then I'm going to head after that, just make All as far around. of a distance as I can to get closer to mud to help him with orange. It might be good to head towards gum gum where the crown is. Oh, because we're, we're putting them on all your crown. Okay, then I'll do that. I'm going to go, I'm going to grab the yellow, and then I'm going to go. As it so happens, I think that's exactly the amount of movement you have to get to the yellow and then use the wind to get around and you can get all the way to gum gum. Okay, let's do that then. So you see the yellow, you move the 20, 25 feet or so. I up snake to, around. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> over to uh, where the yellow diagem is and it's in a uh, like there's a bunch of broken pieces of lumber, like two by fours. Uh, maybe this was part of a farmhouse mm. at one point. Just kind of uh, floating around in the air. Lots of lots of nails. Do you have your? I hope you have your tetanus shot. And you see the yellow diagem, but it's like almost within a crate of some sort. You're gonna have to break up the wood in order to get at it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll Pac-Man this. Waka Waka. I got this thing called Dive Attack. If the Quetzalcoatlus is flying and dies at least 30 feet towards the target and then hits with a Bite Attack, the attack deals an extra 3d6 damage to the target. Yeah, let's do that. So you're gonna dive and you're gonna make the, the mighty Quetzalcoatlus war cry. <laughs> <laughs> and dive at the uh, wood and yeah, make an attack roll at it. Okay. Is that actually what it does? Wonder what it actually sounds like. An extra 3d6 damage. What's my initial? It's a prehistoric creature we'll never know. Uh, your bite, so your bite is 3d6 plus three piercing damage. Roll d6, so d6 that, twice. That was 10 and then this is an additional eight. Oh, you have, to, you have to roll your attack roll first. You got to see if you hit it. Oh, yeah. Just roll a d20 and... Uh, Plus four. Yeah. Nat 20. Oh. Heck yeah. All Take right. that barrel. So then in that case... <laughs> Nat 20 on an attack of a barrel. Cracker barrel. <laughs> your bite attack deals 28 points of damage, but you're diving, so that does an additional eight points. The short version is that the box explodes into splinters. <laughs> And uh, you grab the yellow diagem into your mouth. I want to be clear. I don't swallow it. We don't have eight hours. All right. <laughs> wow, that's pretty quick. All for right. for so like a digestion? Yeah. Eight hours? What? It's a quetzalcoatlus. I don't know. 
How, how long it takes for something to pass through your system? How long does it? Well, how long would it take for me to poop out a digem? As it a, as a Quetzalcoatl? Because you're like a snake thing. That's pretty that might, long. That'd be longer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You I think have a, long, 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 a lot longer. The okay. yellow digem. It would take six hours. Did you equip it? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll equip this yellow digem. So for our next D&D in real life TikTok, we're going to have <laughs> Blaine swallow. <laughs> A rock. A, uh, a rock, and then uh, see how long it takes to find it. Per Ben's request, we have to do it twice with Taco Bell and without Taco Bell. <laughs> we need to get we need to get the next campaign sponsored by Taco Bell. So you got the yellow one? Yeah. Do I need to uh, attune? Nah. Nah. Getting the ruling here? No. <laughs> get the ruling. <laughs> it no. is. The rule was nah. Nah. That is a N A H. It's the element. The field. It's called Elemental Gym, right? Or is uh, it Source Diagem? Diagem. Just look for Diagem, and you should be able to find it. The party's second greatest enemy, inventory management. <laughs> For real, though. Tell me about it. There's so many things we've collected over this campaign <laughs> that I've just never used. It's like playing an RPG in a video game where yeah. you're like, what was it? Where did I get that? I still want to use my key mimic. It's a topaz. <laughs> <laughs> is there a box that can open at something? Yeah, but the Quetzalcoatl just ate it. <laughs> it's just the... Your did you have any more movement or anything? I, I'm moving towards you. Yeah, I'm waiting to resolve it once he he's, just wants to he's done with his inventory. You got it? The, I, I'm pretty sure it's in there somewhere. <laughs> That's not the answer I was looking for. Source diagem. Force, force diagem. Yellow topaz. Hey, it's a wondrous item. Hey. hey. I increased my strength score by two. That's fun. Advantage on strength checks. I should have gotten this one from the beginning. What the? Why'd you guys give me the ruby? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you uh, swoop, destroy the box, pick yep. up the diagem, and move with the force of the wind around in a clockwise fashion uh, until you meet up with Gum Gum close to the blue diagem. Wow, it's a bullion. <laughs> okay, I want to stick this on his crown. So I, I'm a giant dragon snake thing, so I'm just going to put the easiest and quickest method I have to do this Gum Gum is I'm just going to put my mouth over Gum Gum's head and then use my <laughs> tongue to like put the diagem onto his crown. All in a whipping tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Gum Gum, that giant thing's trying to eat you. He's kissing me. <laughs> <laughs> Make a tongue dexterity check. I hope you've been tying up uh, cherry stems. All right, here we go. That's the one part is why he's not been working out. That is how Kyborg has picked up chicks. Wait bars. a second. <laughs> Does this count as a kiss? <gasps> oh, no, no, no. It's someone's I'm going to say no. It's an eight, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll a... Uh, You're lucky? Uh, no, inspiration. Oh. There nice. we go. 24. Oh, and, okay. I, and I braid his hair. <laughs> <laughs> With your tongue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you place the yellow diagem atop the uh, the crown. Oh, or actually atop the diadem. Take it out of your inventory. On Gum Gum's head. Yeah, and now take it out of your inventory. And uh, Gum Gum, put it in your inventory. <laughs> short-lived. I know. You spent so long looking for this stupid That's stone. That's why I was, I was wondering. I was like, is your, are you out of movement? <laughs> yeah. Blaine, right. for our listeners, uh, Blaine looks so dejected. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at all the cool things that the yellow I got straight. Gum Gum now has which ones in his crown? He has oh, red, yellow, yellow My and movement's green. Been increased by 20, by the way. Because of the Dyson? Yeah, that could have changed everything. <laughs> and, green, and green he has too? Yes. Okay. And then he's right by blue. Okay, and I have the indigo one, but it's not with gum gum. Correct. Okay, copy. And the orange orange one is right by mud. Mud. So uh, you have increased. 60. Yes, and increased strength. Wow. Ooh, look at those muscles. You put it in your inventory, right? Gum yep. gum? Okay. Or Chris, I'm talking to Chris. I'm not talking to gum gum. 
Yes. Is that it for your turn, Kyborg? Uh, I don't think I have anything left, do I? I don't have, do I have any movement? I'm asking you, you tell me. Oh, um, uh, as far as movement, uh, no. You would have used all of your movement. Wait, but you said you had extra movement because of the diagem? No, no longer, because I, I sucked on Gum Gum's face. Right, but you would have burned that movement leading up to here. It was 20 extra? Yes. So I would say you have like another 20 feet of movement then. Okay, and then where's the closest thing to that then? The next closest one is the orange diagem, which is by mud, which is, it's more than 20 feet, but with the wind, you get extra movement in this direction. Uh -huh. Is he still sucking on my face? No. Because then he could- Let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> you could get within about 25 feet of mud if you keep going in that direction. Okay, I'll start wiggling that way then. Okay. The giant dinosaur puts your head in its mouth briefly, Gum Gum. Then it takes off, uh, flying in a westerly direction bye out bye. towards mud. Uh, and a nice AOE grouping. Uh, oh. Is that it for you, Kyborg? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm far enough away. It's not going to do AOE. It'd be worse if I stayed by Gum Gum. It's not the, the Tornado's turn yet. Tornado. I know, but I'm still stressed out because I, I know he's trying to make me feel bad. Stress me out. Anyways, yeah, I'm good. You start to hear thunder rumbling. Yeah, we're in tornado. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I also haven't eaten in a while. <laughs> Boy, sure could use a fourth meal right about now. Specifically, Taco Bell. <laughs> Introducing the new Intronada. <laughs> Top with five diagems. <laughs> is that thunder or is your stomach rumbling from hunger? <laughs> no one tell the sales team how much time we gave to Taco Bell this episode. <laughs> You're welcome, Taco Bell. Mud and Kyborg, both of you make me a constitution saving throw. They've been thunderstruck. Eleven. Unless I did it lucky. Do you think it's lower than guys? Bart, fellow lucky partner. Ten. No oh, man, I'm out of them. You rolled a check, Kyborg, not a saving throw. I'm not sure if it's a difference for you. Oh, it's way different. Do you do you want to add to that or do you want to Just roll add again? It. Okay. So that was a plus one. Instead I get plus six. So add five to whatever I just So you got a 16. you rolled a sixteen then. Yeah. To fail? Uh, those are currently both failures, unless you can do anything. Constitution saving throw. Yeet. Oh god, Nate. Oh, it's Nate. <laughs> I love when it yeah, gets worse. All right, don't worry, you don't take that much damage. There's a lot of clicking happening. Oh my god, there's a lot of clicking <laughs> happening. Okay, okay. He's still clicking. Stop clicking. Now he's just still clicking. Okay. Now he's just doing it for dramatic effect. Oh. 14 points of uh, of thunder damage. That's it? Gus, I hate you. <laughs> I was like, he's about to roll like 50 d20s. I was clicking and right clicking at the same time <laughs> to add and uh, remove dice. So both of you take uh, 14 points of thunder damage and both of you are now deafened. What? Yeah, exactly. That was right into my ear. <laughs> <laughs> now John's actually yeah. deafened. Yeah, I'm sitting next to Blaine. <laughs> he's trying to get you in character. Barf starts doing sign language to them because he knows they can't hear him, but he's just doing the like finger, like thumb trick. It's like <laughs> pulling his thumb off. <laughs> Mud is confused. In my Quetzalcoatlus form, is one of my wings metal? <laughs> it's like a mechanized. In the fan art, sure. We'll have to figure that out canonically. Everyone, make me a perception check. Uh, the two of you who are deafened with disadvantage. Perception, all right. 20 for Bart. 16. 16. 13. Why do you have advantage on that? Uh, one of the diagems. Oh. Well, you rolled pretty good, even with your disadvantage, huh? Yeah. The lowest roll was Kyborg with a 13. You don't have to call it out like that. <laughs> <laughs> so all of you notice this. None of you are oblivious to this. In the distance, uh, you see figures growing larger. Outside the Entronado or inside? Yeah, outside it? and then approaching. 
a giant purple worm crashes <gasps> through the uh, intranado. Intranado. And then you see our top smarts are sleek and spectral. Cool. Then as you're looking at them, seemingly out of nowhere, a unicorn warps into existence. Uh, carrying Brink, Paralyte, Meld, and Sordo. Why would the oh. unicorn be carrying that many when Smarsh has only got two? Because it's a unicorn. Wait, it's are magical. you going to kill Smarsh? What's going on here? I don't know. All Let's, cards are on the table. Let's not manifest that right now. Okay, Blake. Listen, if you put some of our least favorites on Smarsh, you better Wait, not kill Smarsh, right? Some of our least favorites. <laughs> Sleek. <laughs> it's our only least favorite. It's a Kyborg's least favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like Sleek. Sleek yells, Hi, Kyborg. You look different. <laughs> he, pu he pulls out his lute and begins playing a song. Kyborg, you now have Bardic Inspiration. Yay. Cool. Is that the... What was that? That gives you... That's a plus. You can add a D8. Oh. Yeah. I think it's like a... You can add that to any roll, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Cool. See? Look at that. You hate him? He's like your best friend. You're just trying to get me like, like cozy up to him because you're going to kill him soon, which is like fine, but <laughs> if you take Smarsh, I'm throwing these hands. I'm throwing these Quetzalcoatl hands. Hear, no hands. hear me out. We get the crown full of the diagems. Yeah. We give it to Smarsh, and he is now actually <laughs> king. <laughs> He's so pure. He's the purest. He's actually Smarsh's king. Yeah, it would make sense. He needs a crown. I'm, I'm done yeah, he's uh, he's warily eyeing the crown atop Gum Gum's head. <laughs> Gum Gum forgot. <laughs> he's forgotten he's worn the crown. He's like, hey, Smarsh. <laughs> Gum Gum not king. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mud, you're up first, uh, or you're up next, and then uh, after Mud is Gum Gum, the false king. <laughs> oh, wow. Am I able to just uh, grab the Daijin? Yeah, uh, it is now dislodged because of the lightning and just floating in the air next to you. Yeah, just make a dex check to see if you can pluck it out of the air. 21. Oh, yeah, you're able to easily grab it as it's floating near you. Uh, you now have it. Cool. You can spend five minutes putting it in your inventory if you want. Yeah, I mean, I should at least look it up, see if there's any abilities that's going to give me. Um, <laughs> did we ever get the orange one? Did it, was, what was the, who's uh, you're, you're by the orange yeah, one. Yeah, that was yours. No, no, no. Like, uh, sorry, previously story, was, did one of us get the orange one? Like, I don't think so. Have we ever encountered it? The orange one was the reach diagem. That didn't answer my question. I, I thought you had it. I had the green. Oh. I had the... So since no one here is saying they got it. The reach was the one that was in quadrant. Remember the whole point was the reach and Emra? Oh. Sure. And that was one that Entropa took immediately. That was the one I grabbed hold of for one minute and then it disappeared. And yeah. then he grabbed it from okay. me. Okay. So we did encounter it. We just yeah. never really got it. possessed it for a while. Correct. Okay. Um, mud. Okay. Um, since I'm no longer a bat, Kyborg's like 25 feet away from me. Yeah. Wind with me or wind against me if I were to try to maneuver my way to him? Against. Oh, cool. Because he used it to to help get close to you. Trying to ride me. Mm, that's cool. Well, mostly just trying to get to the thing that has a fly speed of 80 feet um, that could take the gem to where it's supposed to go. <gasps> you put it in my mouth? But just probably. throw it into my mouth and I'll catch it. <laughs> well, I, my turn is next. By the way, but Gum Gum, you're you're even further. You also could maybe call out for help from your newfound friends. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Okay, so I've got a die gem and a yell out. Hey, Woonicorn! I could use an aid. I got four people on his back. Yeah, but it's the Woonicorn. It's the Woonicorn. He's OP. You got smart right there. Oh yeah, Mud can understand the Woonicorn. That's right. Oh yeah. It looks at you and says, "Okay, where <laughs> do you need to go?" <laughs> Um, <laughs> Wilbur, I mean Mud. 
<laughs> I either need to get to Kyborg, or if you feel like you could get to uh, Gum Gum, that would be the ultimate destination. You got it. <laughs> Micah is dying over here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, with that, Spectral stands up on top of Smarsh, and you see him blink out of existence, and he appears next to you, Mud, and he says, Here, take my hand. I grab his hand. You grab his hand. Fingers laced or cupped? Like the, like the predator handshake. Cupped. Cupped. Got cupped. it. All right. Then uh, from everyone else's perspective, <laughs> Mud and uh, <laughs> Spectral blink out of existence. But Mud, you can see that you shift planes into the ethereal plane briefly and move very quickly over and then reappear atop the unicorn. Oh, cool. That's helpful. Uh, a little bit of a, was that misty step or something? Yeah, kind of. Similar. Okay. I'm just here for the ride. Let's go. Onward! Atop the Wunicorn, you get that familiar sensation that you've been through once before where everything seems to uh, stretch out and slow and stop. And then seemingly in the blink of an eye, you atop the Wunicorn with some of your allies appear next to Gum Gum. Hey. Uh, smack that orange gem onto that boy's crown. Smack that. Smack that. All right, so you no longer have it in your inventory. John, Chris, make sure you add that to your inventory or to Gum Gum's inventory. I like how you were doing that before he was finished talking. So he's going... A long one. Shoot me the magic. Chris, did you ever like go into the bank with your mom as a kid? Yeah. Just so that you could get the pneumatic tubes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like how you immediately just say yeah, yeah. before you even know what he's talking about. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, so cool. Do I have any action time available for one or more potions of healing? Yeah, I would say at this point, you pretty much just used a bonus action to grab the diagem and all the other movement was motivated by spectral and the wound so you still have your actions the potion of healing is poopy yeah bart can agree with that yeah it tastes awful yeah you should check the expiration date on those uh, i have had them for a while yeah can i instead they're just, good for three hours i guess i'll just wild shape again then and I just like, uh, um, what we do in the shadow style, just go, bat! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm back into a giant bat. I thought you were saying Bart with an accent. No. <laughs> Some yes. Matt Berry right there for you. Bat? Okay, is that it for Mud? Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, Wild Shape? Uh, make me an Arcana check. Oh, you, you. You oh. almost got away. I almost forgot. Arcana? Yes. That's only a 13. Mm, you try to focus it all, but maybe it was the the plane shifting. Maybe it's that riding the unicorn. The magics don't quite coalesce in quite the way you were expecting, quite the way that you're used to. So I'm part bat. You close your eyes, focus on a giant bat, and out pops a tiny chicken. I'm a tiny you're chicken. You're a tiny chicken. Okay, I'll take it. Adorable. I'll take it. That's what you get when you cluck around out here. Boo. <laughs> take away inspiration <laughs> dice from the TM. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, Paralyte looks over and sees you regrettably transform into a tiny, cute little chicken. Don't worry, I'll help you out, Mud. Uh, she flicks a special dart straight at you, and as soon as it hits, you feel a robustness cover your feathered body. You receive 15 temporary hit points. Thank you. That's Mud. Uh, Gum Gum, you're up. Okay, so I'm how far from the blue one? Uh, you're pretty close. You're maybe 15 feet away, but it's in the direction of the wind, so you can get there very quickly. Okay. 
And is it just floating or is it, what was the deal with it? I remember I said it's like a, a giant clump of earth was picked up and is floating around. And this is lying on top the giant clump of earth. There's like little bits of grass and rock. When you grab it, say, welcome to earth. <laughs> so, yeah. Can I fly towards it? Yeah. It takes, uh, we'll say it takes about five feet of your movement to get there. And uh, you see it, this clump of earth is big enough that you could walk on it if you want to. It's about 15 by 15 feet or so. It's pretty sizable. But I don't think I need to. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, just try, I'm just trying to set the stage okay. in case uh, in case you wanted to use that for whatever reason. Okay, so grab it. Uh, yeah, you got to make a dexterity check to see if you're able to pick it up. All right. Dexterity check. Mm, Twenty fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one. Uh, yeah, you're able to easily uh, pick it up, and yeah, you have it. Make sure you add it to your inventory. Okay. That's what four, five, or six. That was the that was blue. So you got right. red. Green, blue, yellow. I got blue, yellow, orange, red, and green. I have all but one. Oh, so you don't have indigo, indigo. yet. And where's yeah, that one? I have that one. Bart has it. Bart has in your hand? Yep. So where's Bart in relation to me? Bart's kind of across the center of the storm, like northwest of where you are. How far? Mm, show me the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call it 75 or 80. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my rage from the previous battle or when we were fighting, was teleportation. I believe so. Yes, that is correct. Okay. I'm going to use my bonus action to teleport 30 feet towards Bart. Okay. You uh, close your eyes and you blink out and then uh, reappear 30 feet closer to Bart. I'm gumming. You're gumming. (laughs) I guess that's appropriate too. (laughs) Um, So now I'm... When you uh, reappear, you're kind of in the center of uh, the vortex. Okay. Kind of by um, that door that Bart saw earlier. What's our distance away from each other now? 30, 25, 30, something like that. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a 60 foot walking or flying speed. Yeah, you're able. You you can get there. I want to go... Bart puts all of his appendages out. And then like, kind of like puts his arms out. (laughs) Like they're going in for a hug. Yeah. (laughs) Bart starfish is in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) But he's still a dragon. (laughs) That's fun. Just for fun. Both of you make me a dexterity check. Let's see how cool this is. All right. (laughs) Well, I'm re-rolling that because it was a one. Ooh. Gum Gum got a 22. I got a 21. Whoa. So cool. Uh, yeah, both of you uh, converge. Maybe it's all the time you've spent together, but you know exactly how to position yourself in 3D space for this hug. You impact very softly together in a very lovingly friendly embrace. I guess it's his, it's Gungum's turn, but is Bart able, when he reaches around for the hug, to <laughs> place the gem in the crown at the same time? Or is that something that Gungum Sure, why not? Do? Okay. Uh, yeah, so you all hug each other, and Bart normally goes for the wallet in this uh, <laughs> instance. <laughs> but instead, you reach up and place the gem into the, the diadem. Uh, and takes Gum Gum's wallet at the same time. <laughs> What's in there? Uh, just a... Uh, More Boomba. <laughs> no, I was going to say Chuck E. Cheese gift card. Yeah. <laughs> Expired Chuck E. Cheese gift card. Yeah. As you are reaching up to place that gem into uh, the diadem... Something bad happened. Of course, something bad has to happen. Once again, lightning starts to form and a bolt of lightning shoots out towards you, Gum Gum. Make a dexterity saving throw. You should have some uber advantage on this. Is he able to equip this one or no? Yeah, I'll say this is before, like as you're trying to put it in. But you have reach, which is a dex uh, gem. Okay. So it's a plus two or something. Five. You have advantage, though, I think. Uh, oh, on a dex saving throw? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then yes, I do. That's still only a 10. 
Chris. Plus two. You're a god. I don't think it's going to do much. It's because his back was turned. He was he was looking uh-huh. at Bart. He was a little distracted. That's uh, that's what happened. That's what gets you every time. All right. A lightning bolt strikes you, Gum Gum, doing... <laughs> 71 points of damage. 71. But is he raging still? It wouldn't protect me from that. Oh. I'll tell you what, as the lightning, you know, is forking out towards your direction, faster than you can comprehend, uh, Smarsh dives over, <gasps> providing you with some cover Smarsh. and a bonus to your AC and dexterity saving throw. The lightning impacts Smarsh, who uh, roars in anger as he takes the damage. Mm. You'll pay for that. Did, uh, I'll save you, Mr. President. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He really did. He was just going for the crown, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, Bart, you're able to place the gem into the diadem. So that's the uh, indigo one, if you want to add that, Chris. Is that all of them? Red, yep. orange, yellow, green. Every time we do this, I think of Lucky Charms. Hearts and rainbows. Clovers and balloons. Balloons? Blue moons. Blue moons. Pots of gold and rainbow. Gold. And the red balloon. And, and the, the red, red balloon. balloon. Shoot. Dang, there's everything has an advantage now. Yep. A brilliant array of rainbow colors showers around Gum Gum like a waterfall of light. His eyes begin to glow and the voice of Daya echoes in the air. I am with you. I am with all of you. You all must strike at the intro bill together. Make haste. And out from Gum Gum, a wave of dazzling light washes over all of you. You feel a powerful serenity pulse through your bodies. You look down and see all of your weapons and equipment now glows with a rainbow aura. Healing us for... Metagame-wise, <laughs> <laughs> everyone receives a long rest and an inspiration die. Wow. I needed that. <laughs> and an inspiration die. Yes. Okay. Magic food. Thank you, Daya. I mean, thank you, Daya. Thanks, and Gum Gum. <laughs> Thanks, Gum Gum's mom. You play good with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> Can we hang out after school? <laughs> Can I reset to Kyborg and not Quetzalcoatlus anymore? If you want. I want. I got some pretty beefy attacks. Can the subject of a voluntary polymorph voluntarily drop it? I remove the spell. Yeah. Are you still a chicken? Oh, man. Am I? I think that's up to you whether or not you drop that. Okay, so this is everyone's chance to make attacks against the Entro Pearl. Mud, since you were first here, what are you going to do? Scroll to the bottom of my spells and see what I could do. What's the state of the Entronado? <laughs> it's still uh, whirling around. There's still a tempest. And you said there was a door in the middle, right? Yeah, like all the other debris, it's just oh, a oh, door oh, that's okay. just floating around. Like at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz, when Dorothy goes to the window and looks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I guess I'll just go with um, Sunbeam. Ooh. Can I attack it? Yeah. Okay, that's a six-level spell. Uh, beam of brilliant light flashes out from your hand in a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. It's an Iron Man. It is. It is a repulsor rate. Each creature in the line must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 68 radiant damage and is blinded until your next turn. Ooh, powerful. So a brilliant line of radiant light shoots out from your hand, mm-hmm. striking the Entro Pearl, doing 68 radiant damage. Yes. Let's go. So go and roll that damage. Not bad. 28. 28, okay. And blinded. It's a pearl, but okay. Got it. 28 points of radiant damage. Uh, The pearl is now blinded. Is the pearl floating in the middle of all this? Uh, Yes, it's floating freely currently. How big is it? It's sizable. It will say it's like twice as big as a normal pearl that you would expect. 
big clam. Bart, mm-hmm. how do you want to attack the intro pearl? Um, I would like to cast a cloud of daggers around it. Ooh. Would that hit any of us, though? If no, it, no, no. Okay. And I'm going to do it at the eighth level. Yikes. What is that, like 8d4? 16d4. Oh, my. That's a lot. Let's see what it is. Oh, my God. I rolled so many ones. 42. That's quite a bit. 42 points of damage. Yeah. Daggers appear out of nothingness, almost like a blender, chopping everything up around the intro pearl, doing 42 points of damage. All right. Kyborg, how do you want to attack the intro pearl? Uh, I raise my hand up and I use my hand cannon. Yeah. Uh All right. So that's 19. That's going to be a hit. Okay. So it's, uh, it's like 4D. Jeez, come on. Our last math. 46 bludgeoning damage, 46 fire. So I'm going to roll 146, 19 bludgeoning. And then here's fire, it's 15. So 34 points of damage total, 19 bludgeoning, 15 fire. And then I'm going to continue on with my actions and say, <laughs> Forever winter! So now the pearl is my mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all of our mortal enemy, I think, right? So I'm going to use Longbow of Crystallina. So on, in addition to the attack, I get 46 cold damage. A uh, little bit of this. A little bit of that. 25. That hits. Okay. A little bit of that. It's eight plus 10, 18. 18 points of damage. It's eight piercing and the 10 is like cold. Yes. Okay. The pearl is cold. And another shot. It's blind and cold. <laughs> yeah. 30. Oh, that hits. Wow. Here's a little piercing for you. <laughs> 15. 15 points of piercing damage. That's, is that your maximum? That's your maximum. That's max, yeah. Plus cold, 16. So that's some good rolls. Yeah, that's 31 points of damage. How does that pearl look now? It's no longer of the top quality. You would not find this in the finest mm-hmm. jewelry shops in FaZa any longer. Uh, okay. What else? Three attacks. Okay. Action surge! <laughs> <laughs> Rolling it again. 17. Uh, yeah, that hits. A little bit of this. <laughs> Another 15. What is the gems AC? <laughs> I, I'm not telling. 15 plus nine cold. Okay, that hits. Uh, doing 24 points of damage. Okay. A little bit of that. 20. Yep, that hits. God, even with the six, you still get a 20. I know. 10 points piercing plus a little bit of cold damage. You look too warm. Let's eat you. Let's cool you off. 18. Let's put you on ice. Okay. And then a little bit of that. It's another 30. Yeah. Uh, piercing. 11 plus uh, 12. Okay. That's a good chunk. All right. Is that it for Kyborg? Uh, I want to move towards Smarsh. Okay. Yeah, you move uh, towards Smarsh, who's still grumbling and thrashing around because of the lightning. He looks angry. You've seen him in this mood before. You know how he can get. I know how he Is can get. Is it the lightning or the lack of crown? <laughs> <laughs> when he showed up, he was already in a bad mood when he saw that, and then the lightning just kind of made it even worse. Uh, I mean, I have no other actions, but I do want to just kind of comfort him. Pet him. Oh, okay. Can you sing a, a lullaby to him? I'll play the loop for you. Um. Was that Christmas kiss from a rose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much cover. Oh, wait, 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 wait for you to sing, uh, sing a lullaby yeah. this morning. Okay. Uh, there, there, Smarsh. I know that attack was harsh, but I'm here to come for you. And we're going to the marsh, and then we're. Blaine's <laughs> looking around feverishly. A B C D E F Oh my gosh! I love you, Smarsh. 
Have fun with that, Micah. Make a performance check. Oh, I'm sweating. Yeah, you're red. Uh, okay, that was not right. easy, is it? What's a negative two? Come up with a song on Fifteen. Um, Meld very quickly pulls out some metal and some wood from her bag. It begins cobbling together a little device, and as you're singing partway through, she hands it to you, and it begins auto-tuning your voice. Uh, go ahead and roll your performance check again. Okay. That way you, you get advantage on this check. Ah, uh, here we go. This will be a better roll. A T-Pain roll. Nine. Okay, we'll, st- we'll stick with the 15. <laughs> you, uh, you have a negative two to performance. Uh, it could have been worse, but... Uh, I felt that negative two sitting next to Blaine. You get auto-tuned a bit, and uh, it comes out... My head Passable. hurts. My head hurts. <laughs> you're allowed to breathe while you sing. <laughs> gum gum, you're up. How do you attack the intro pearl? How far away is it? We'll say it's roughly 30 feet away. Okay. I'm going to fly towards it and recklessly attack it with my axe, my balancing axe. That's a 24. Yeah, 24 hits. Uh, so that's 10 plus 3... So 13 plus the damage from the um, diadem. And once on each of your turns, you can deal extra radiant damage to one target when you deal damage to it with an attack or spell. Extra damage equal to your proficiency bonus. So that would be five. So what was that? So <laughs> 10 plus three is 13 plus five is 18. Okay, 18. And then I'll attack again. That's... It hits. Yeah. It's a 32. <laughs> well, did you just roll? <laughs> 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 I think John got bored and rolled 150d20. Can you see my screen? Oh my <laughs> god. Well, you're never getting back to your character sheet. It's, it's frozen now. 1,628. All right. So 15 plus the, what was the other one? 16 or whatever? Before was 18. 18 plus 14. 32. And then uh, those are my two attacks. And then I don't know what else I can do with my bonus action. I'll do something cool. That's the important thing. It's looking cool. I don't have an action surge. Do a backflip. You got all those diagrams you can't do, no action surge. Do a backflip. And then with my bonus action, I will make a flower. (laughs) Where do you make the flower? On the dirt. A Venus flytrap. No, I just make a flower. A targeting flower. Everyone aim for the flower. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any any flowers that have bioluminescence? Probably. Gum gum. You swing mightily with your balancing axe, cleaving the intro pearl twice with your radiant blade. The dark stone begins to fracture and crack. You hold out your staff of flowers and summon one final flower in the air. Its shimmering petals softly float down toward the gem. The black intro pearl shatters into dust from your barrage of attacks, and the tornado slowly dissipates and shrinks into a single crimson cloud. The red shroud takes shape into a humanoid wearing a long scarlet coat. He falls to his knees. Fools, all of you, this world isn't ready. You'll see, magic will be your demise. Sordo chimes in and says, I think we've heard enough mud. Do you, do you have the last briar orb? Yeah. Uh, do you want it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, he was just checking on it. <laughs> Hang on to that. Am I going to use it on Entropa? Is he looking like he's a... Uh, Damaged at all or feeling down? Oh, yeah, he's down uh, uh, on his knees. Uh, personally, I feel like we should give him a second chance at a final word. <laughs> Magic will be your demise. Paralyte says, I agree. <laughs> Mud slaps Kyborg and throws the Briar Orb. Wait. It's come, come. Is it just he'd well, be, he'd be fine? Mud, you pull out the Briar Orb and Entropa shouts, <laughs> The Briar Orb crumbles to mulch and floats away. Entropa rises into the air and tears a rift in space summoning a giant kinetic axe. He raises the enormous blade, 
Tropa brings the axe down, and in a panic, Sordo shouts, No! and launches towards the axe, and with a cocoon, the sphere implodes into a silvery singularity. No! Sword, no! <laughs> Natropa shrieks as the crimson cloud is slowly squeezed and pulled into the gleaming void. The singularity collapses and vanishes before your eyes. You blink your eyes and look around, but find no sign of a chaotic crimson cloud. Instead, you see an orc. It's a silvery orc floating in the air. With closed eyes, he takes in a deep breath. The orc opens his eyes, and though his whole body is a silvery mist, you swear his eyes are brown. He looks down at Gum Gum, and a gentle but crooked smile comes across his face. Gum Gum? You... you found me. Thank you, son. Hi. Where'd you go? <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's Sordo? You see the sphere uh, now shattered, kind of like crunched in on itself uh, on the ground. Oh, no. Cool. Way to go, Entropa. That, uh, that was our friend. Why'd you let that happen to yourself? Or how? Garador opens his mouth but stops, his eyes fixed on his misty hands. He turns them over, perhaps noticing he can see straight through them. He looks around, taking in the ashen sky, the colorless soil, and devastation as far as the eye can see. Finally, he sees what's left of Sordo and his face drops. Oh, I did this, didn't I? Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I really wish you hadn't. It'd be lovely to have the magic back in the world. And our friend Sordo. So much pain, so much destruction, so much anger. It, it consumed me. I was so certain, so convinced that magic was a plague. I nearly wiped away the very world I was trying to save. And now look at it. A great ghost of its former self. He looks down. Like me. <sighs> a shimmering celestial more beautiful than a field of flowers and more radiant than a thousand sunsets appears next to Garador. Daya looks at Garador with moonlit eyes and he bows before her. The fault is mine, my queen. I see that now. Magic was never the problem. I was. Do with me what you must. I am not here to punish you, Gerador. I'm here for my son, Gungum. As the rightful heir of the diadem and wielder of all six diadems, you now possess a power. A power that belongs to no one else. The power to... wish. With but a few words, you can change the entire world, Gum Gum. But you only get one wish. Suffice it to say, this is not something to be taken lightly. I spent many ages of reflecting and seeking counsel before I finally used my wish to bring magic to all the phaser. Perhaps your friends can offer you some wisdom. I had to take a picture of Chris's face just now. <laughs> like you get one wish. Mutt realizes the gravity of the situation is kind of starts reaching for the diadem. <laughs> 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 reach and put it on someone else's head. Hey, remember when I had a, 
When I was a spider, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> go, 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 go. What if we thought about something like like bigger term that would help everybody? So like maybe everyone spiders. Peace across the <laughs> no, no. So just for context, like the text for this says, "Wish is the mightiest spell a mortal creature can cast. By simply speaking aloud, you can alter the very foundations of reality in accordance with your desires." Go, go. What if you, what if you wish for like peace? Wouldn't that be fun? So is magic gone? Yes. Or like what's? It seems oh. like you can no longer feel or see any magic in the world. So if I show me the magic, there's nothing. Yeah, that's sad. Unless your wish is to show you the magic. Yeah, you can bring back back to the world. What if I wish that my dad was never angry? I would, I would alter the timeline of it. Uh, we probably would have never met. All the episodes on Spotify get deleted. Yeah, we <laughs> have to honor system. You have to delete them from your own yeah. devices. <laughs> it feels like you need to figure out a way to phrase for what uh, Entropa did wrong to be righted. Mud thinks it's a good time to smack Gum Gum's butt and gives him guidance. Oh. Mm. Share the magic. And so that brings us to today. <laughs> it's been 30 years since Gum Gum the Wiseard made his wish and forever changed the world. Magic was once again restored to the furthest reaches of Faza, and a new era of peace and unity was ushered in between the lands and its peoples. But the story of the Infinites didn't end there, did it? The tavern owner looks up at the four of you. Oh. Bart, what happened to Bart over the last 30 years? 30 years. 30 years. What did Bart do after all of that? Uh, well, first Bart reunited with his dads, did, did some fatherly son bonding, Aww. and then brought them aboard uh, the Jebediah and sailed the seas with Captain Marge and his and his papas. Um, and after a few years of that, uh, he and his, his fathers started their own band. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and they called themselves the Sideshow Bobs. <laughs> <laughs> of course. They're known, uh, they're known far and wide. Did they ever encounter again the uh, Titorans or the Tabulians? Just in the audience. Ah, uh, of course. <laughs> Big fans. Yeah, they'd come to see him play. Big maybe, fans. Maybe that was one of our adventures, is bringing peace. Yeah. yeah. Are people that follow your band around everywhere you go called bobbleheads? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That is good. What about Kyborg? What happened to Kyborg over the 30 years? Uh, Kyborg, of course teamed up with Smarsh, but also went on several more adventures with his fellow Infinites. But he and uh, Smarsh continued to be good, good friends. And then he returned to Infinite Castle and picked up where Dr. Him kind of left off with Atten and Dan. And he started making prosthetics for like amputees and stuff like that in Faisal, oh. so that he could help them become like warriors and stuff. I like that. Did uh, he do any uh, changes to his arm? Uh, no, I think he kept it just the same. same. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then I think, uh, I mean, this is kind of up to you guys too, but I feel like he would have wanted to go back and actually like see how things were with Lynn Murr and see that there could be like a relationship. With oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> he didn't want to just like have this like weird deal with her. It's like, no, let's see if we can make this thing work. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very valiant. All the kisses. So did Kyborg ever confront Quadarius or Quadrant again? Wait, was he? He's in. He's in uh, one of the Briar Orbs, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't really know what I could be doing with him. I mean, he killed my family. I, outside of straight up murdering him, I don't think there's much I want to have to do with him. Mm -hmm. I'm I mean, just he was, curious if there was if there was any you know follow up on that. Well, I mean, Doctor Him. One of his final words was that he 
tried to help out Quadrum, but he like kind of helped him turn evil or something. I wasn't quite clear on what had happened there. I don't know. Do you want to expand on that? Because personally, I'm, I'm good to just... I don't think I want to say anything else on that. We'll leave it as it played. I mean, if he was... Nah, he murdered my family. Nah, he, he, he burned in hell. <laughs> nah, Quadrant sucks. Quadrant <laughs> sucks. If anything means Smart destroyed that briar orb. <laughs> Mud, what about you? Uh, Mud made his way back to Urbloom. Um, because he liked the vibe of that city um, and it's different and it's commerce and it's population and he opened a combination cafe bookstore oh. um, but uh, it's a special kind of cafe it's a badger cafe <laughs> <laughs> what is that what's a badger cafe well it's like it's like a cat cafe but it's just oh. full of badgers so the cafe is like so everybody's like kind of like drinking their coffee and like you know there's like getting attacked by badgers 15 badgers <laughs> running around the floor of this cafe slash bookstore um the bookstore obviously specializes in these special kinds of books that are mostly pictures in, mm. in panels arranged in a, in a in a certain composition and uh yeah short of the specific instances that his old compatriots called upon him basically retired from adventuring not not really his vibe um likes living a, a quiet life um mm. you know managing his store and uh he obviously learned magics along the way to keep uh, gumbo alive for 30 years <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i assume mud still uh, enjoys his uh, coffee with a heaping amount of dirt oh yeah yeah what's the name of the cafe uh gumbo's grounds Oh, oh, that's, that's cute. good. Yeah, he has to have the health code uh, violator guy, <laughs> <laughs> the health inspector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pays him off, Brick Tussler. The health code violator guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, Mud ever get another haircut? Yeah, Mud actually, uh, you know, it's very important to find a stylist that gets you. Um, and once you do, kind of to keep fostering that relationship. So Mud uh, actually makes a trek to Pious Pass um, every few months to get topped up by the, uh, oh, what were they called? I almost said it. They let were, you say it. They were the something you, about. You help? What was it? The barber shop. Oh, the bard. But yeah, the barber shop. There you go. The was a quartet or something. Yeah. That did it? Yeah. And he gets topped up there and um, has tried all the colors. It was the the Tune Sisters. Yeah. Goes and gets the Tune Sisters to tune him up. Nice. Gum Gum. What about you? Well, I have a couple questions. One, what happened to Gum Gum's mom? Like, can she still talk to him? You tell me. Did Gum Gum ever see his parents again? Well, did you start a band? It's your chance to create. <laughs> write the story. I, I, mm. Not so easy, is it? No, is it? <laughs> we just do improv. We don't write. They don't have physical form, right? I mean, they could. Oh, well, I should say Daya could if she chose, but her power is diminished in this plane. I would say that Gum Gum forgives his dad for abandoning him and doing everything and tells him that before he moves on. Then he goes about, first he goes to the Tabulians and tries and works on a potion to give them their limbs because he promised them he would do that. Mm. Did he make any progress on that? Yes. Oh. Because he had the, he kept the potion that Dr. Ahim had made to turn him into a dragon. Mm -hmm. He kept that. He didn't use it. It wasn't a potion. It was a concoct. Con- what was it? Decoction. Decoction. <laughs> so he kept that, and I think he would work with Meld and the Tabulians to try and make something that would uh, give them back their farms and legs, because mm. he promised them he would. And then he would go to the orphanage and stay there and help a chesty raise the orphans mm. and Aww. maybe try and teach them magic. Does Gum Gum ever still get angry or rage? Yeah, he does, but he 
tries to teach the orphans to use the, their anger to redirect it to good things uh. and not let it consume them. Like making flowers, planting <laughs> flowers. And he starts a garden. Oh, does the garden have a name? Garden of Hugs. <laughs> That took 20 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, it seems like Gum Gum leads such a, a serene life. I have to ask, what did he ever do with the wand of the wise art? Or what about the diadem? He lost them. <laughs> he put them in a shoebox under his bed. Yeah, I think he put the wand of the wise art. He made a, a grave or a memorial for his parents. And he in buried, the Garden of Hugs. Well, no, not in the Garden of Hugs. That's for <laughs> that's for growing things. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought maybe... Yeah, how dare oh, you, John? Oh, God, a memorial well, garden. Yeah. Never been done before. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he has a separate memorial. Okay. One for his dad and one for his mom. And he put the wand of the wiser in with his dad, where his dad was buried. And mm -hmm. then his mom, he still talks to her. What happened to the crown? I asked you. It's your, you're writing it. You're, yeah. This is our opportunity to make our own stories. He keeps it and he tries to talk to his mom mm. through it. And he knows that she can hear him even if he can't hear her. Nice. What about the Paladians? Did Gum Gum ever run into them again? Like all the people trying to protect the Diagems? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Should he give them all back? Well, that's Gum Gum's decision. I think he'd be okay with that. I mean, it would be better than having them all in one place for a person to take them all. Yeah. Yeah. So redistribute them? Redistribute them back to the places where they came, but in a way that's like they're protected and they're not like out for grabs from meanies. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe also Gum, Gum promises to protect them if someone tries to take them. Nice. And you have my bow. <laughs> and my axe. You don't have an axe, you have a dagger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and every year... He has a, a, a party at the orphanage where he invites all his friends oh. to come and play. And we come perform. Yes. And I am Sasha Bobs. I have a okay relationship with Sleek. Oh, <laughs> that's the best no, I think, to do. I think you guys live together now. Nope. You're like frat boying it up in an apartment together, <sighs> just like getting getting chicks. I mean, it's at Infinite HQ. I think I want to keep the Infinites going. So like it is a revolving door of everybody, including Paralyte. Oh. Yeah. Well, speaking of Sleek... With the help of Sleek, Spectral Knive, and Goddess Andi, the Ishbjorn and Valrossians returned from the ethereal plane, <gasps> rebuilt and renamed their homeland, Ishval. The Valrossian royalty was dissolved and replaced with a council of elders that accurately represented all of the people. Paralyte returned to Boulderay, took time to grieve and bury her old friend, Dr. Acutarius Hansel Emeritusian. Eventually, she took it upon herself to watch over and protect the briar orbs of the Tetragogues. As she aged, she trained other honorable folks to defend the orbs, and they called themselves the Everguards. Oh, okay. Brink humbly stepped down from his short-lived mayorship and decided to spend time with friends and pursue his dream, opening a magic-based franchise called Made You Look. You can learn magic in the brink of an eye. Excellent. <laughs> they were such a sensational success, he opened up 20 more pop-up shops. His goal is to put one in every town of Faza. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> Sordo's sacrifice not only saved his friends and the fate of Faza, but it also freed his spirit. After his sphere collided with Entropa's axe, his spirit returned to his body, still on ice in Boulderay. 
After some much-needed recovery, Sordo decided to put his centuries of knowledge and wisdom to good use. In partnership with Brink's Made You Look, he opened a hero training school in Boulderay to teach the next generation. It's called the M Academy. Sleek, Spectral, Grizzly, and Illeve all returned to Boulderay and officially retired the titles of Infinites. Instead, they became tutors and teachers at the M Academy, and word is they're still teaching there today. For a few years, Meld offered her crafting services to Sordo at the M Academy, but eventually she left Boulderay and continued her search for her mother, Sedate Tempore. After the Throne Gauntlet Tavern was destroyed by the Anarchs, Duncan decided to start fresh. But instead of rebuilding, he decided to travel for several years. Eventually, he took a job as a mixologist at another tavern, far, far away from Faza. Speaking of which, hey Duncan, how about another round for my friends here? A petite red scaly face pops out from behind the bar. You got it, Guzzler. Anything for my favorite customers. Duncan comes out from behind the bar and freshens everyone's beverages. Anyway, I think that just about concludes the tale of the Infinites. Ooh, boy, I'm bushed. If y'all don't mind, I think I'll head upstairs to catch some shut-eye. Wait, I'm going to grab the bartender. What happened to little Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, what happened to little Jimmy? Where little is he? Jimmy, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> that's a story for another yeah, time. It turns out the bartender is little Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> that's a tale for another day. The horned humanoid grunts as he gets up from his rocking chair, nods to y'all, and makes his way upstairs. Duncan waits till he hears old Guzzler shut his bedroom door, then scampers up onto the rocking chair. I thought he'd never leave. Duncan claps his clawed hands, and the tavern's torches dim until they're barely flickering. I think it's about time for a new tale. I've been practicing my storytelling voice. <clears throat> Be warned, my friends. This tale is much darker than the last. It promises to be gruesome, ghastly, and grotesque. Or should I say, groteth? I'm scared. Want to give a special thanks to some friends who provided VO for characters in this episode. Daya, voiced by BK. Paralyte, voiced by Hannah McCarthy. Sleek, voiced by Ben Ernst. Spectral, voiced by Christian Young. Sordo, voiced by Jack Patillo. And Entropa slash Garador, voiced by Armando Torres. This concludes the Infinite campaign, but the good news is that our next episode is uh, Behind the Tales. It's a special look at this whole Infinite campaign with the entire cast and crew. We spent time reminiscing about favorite moments, answering questions submitted by you, and offer some teasers as to what's next because this is not the end of the show. We are diving into our next full-length campaign with the original cast and crew. So get ready for that. Thanks for listening so far, and we'll see you guys next week. 